Hey, Gundam fans, welcome to episode 36 of the Gundam Explained podcast. Uh, today's episode is not done live, um, which is pretty sad. I love doing it live, getting all the chat in that gives more uh, content, but also a lot of the people that come in are super smart and know a lot about Gundam and it's actually very friendly and I really enjoy that. But because of uh, the overflow of support I've been getting on the channel, I haven't really had time to dive into comments. So with this episode, I'm going to go a lot into the comments because there's some very interesting additional lore that people like to discuss, uh, some points of view of the Gundam universe and the videos I cover people want to discuss. So uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But yeah, with this uh, podcast, either you're listening to it and that's like on all the, the podcast programs or apps, whatever. Uh, if it's missing somewhere or there's somewhere you want to be able to watch or listen to this, let me know. But if you want to watch it, video version up on YouTube, you can subscribe. Um, also, there's always giveaways going on. There's a link in the description for a giveaway. But also there's the Discord, which is even cooler. So many people are on Discord always talking about Gundam. It's very awesome from Gunpla to collectibles to news to the anime to fan art, which I'll be covering in another podcast episode here shortly. But I also wanted to add that there's a Gunpla contest that is going to be taking place there is a, a a discord channel for that when you go into the discord and originally i was going to say it was like end of march beginning of april is when it's going to end but i'm actually going to extend it due to multiple reasons due to i think the time it really can take for someone to want to get a gunpla especially the times now it's kind of hard to get one um and to work on it to take their time with it i don't want to rush people and i want people to have fun with it and post their pictures there's already a lot up there and really it's about people going into that channel uh, and kind of adding their reactions to it. And I'll add up the reactions. Whoever has the most will win. You'll get a Barbatoris uh, Gunpla. I'm going to throw in some other uh, uh, build uh, materials in there that you can use for, for building your Gunpla. Uh, so that'd be really cool to do. Uh, I, I'm thinking maybe beginning of summer or end of spring, beginning of summer, we'll see um, how things go after my uh, little break here. Um, but yeah, to kind of jump into it, let me uh, get over to the screen share. Um, and so I had a poll up where I asked, which new Gundam movie are you more excited for? I put Cuckoo's Doan's Island, which I'm still having trouble. Like, I can say it, but it feels odd to say Cuckoo's Doan's Island. Again, it's Probably very Japanese, and that's why. But also the Gundam live action from Legendary Pictures. I wanted to add Legendary Pictures and not Netflix because people see Netflix and automatically assume bad when there's there is good stuff on Netflix. And especially nowadays, more than ever, studios, big-name studios, are going to be making films for streaming services. Now, again, I put Legendary Pictures because I really think they're going to knock it out of the park. Really? Am I that optimistic? But anyway... Overwhelmingly, 74% preferred Cuckoo's Doan's Island. Um, I, it's hard for me to say. I think this was one of those polls that you just, there's no right answer, right? Because for me, it's uh, the, the Gundam live action is just going to be awesome to be able to see something that is uh, live action done by Legendary Pictures director of the King Kong movie, so that guy understands special effects and scale and military use weapons. But Cuckoo's Stones Island is using the artwork from the origin, and we're seeing Amuro Ray. Um, I'm just so excited about that. And the trailer for Cuckoo's Stones Island is excellent. We're seeing a lot of mobile suit battling going on. So I, I'm very excited about it. But let's look at the comments. Mo says, easily more hyped for the anime movie since I know it's going to be good. I don't have too high hopes for live action. 
And that's completely valid. That makes sense to me. John Candib. And John, thanks. I've noticed a lot of cool comments coming from you, so I really appreciate that. Uh, I think you're a newer subscriber, perhaps, but I've noticed, yeah, uh, you, you've been putting your input, your personal kind of input on different things, and I kind of like that. Um, but I just saw Gundam, Zaku GM, and GM Cannon. This is going to be an epic battle in Universal Century. Yeah, especially getting that origin look to it. And then Shoe 22, uh, the anime movie, obviously. Everything that Hollywood touches recently turns into shit. And can't disagree with you there, gotta say, as someone that is a huge Star Wars fan, and I try to be a little more positive and optimistic um, about the recent output of it, I'm not really happy with how Disney has been handling it, and Disney is simply there for that mainstream-wide appeal to properties that already make money, and they want to be able to bank on that even further. I would even say, for instance, for like these latest Spider-Man movies, I like Tom Holland, I like what they're doing, but the actual stories, the execution of the movies tend to be just a little bit just okay to me. Whereas on the inverse, like the Batman, that uh, latest Batman movie, I'm not even too crazy about Robert Pattinson playing a Batman, but that movie was great. I liked that movie, um, for especially for being three hours. For me, the pacing was spot on the whole time. And then Robert Westfall, glam all the way. Gundam live action movie. Well done, Robert. Well done. And then congrats on being 50 subs away from 1K, well, more or less. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for that. That's another thing. That's why I'm having to do this separate video for comments. I think with the rising sub count, um, there's so many more comments. Um, and that's why I'm also taking this little break doing these uh, pre-recorded videos where I can cover this stuff. Um, but I'm excited. I love, I've been, all week I've been looking forward to doing a video like this where I can go through everyone's comments. All right, so that is that poll. And you know what? I'll touch on the other poll too here real quick, even though I'm going to probably um, look at it a little bit later uh, just because I just posted this. Yeah, just as 23 hours ago. Which AU series should I watch? Seed, Double O, or IBO? And Double O is 49, which I'm surprised. I don't hear Double O mentioned as often as I hear IBO or Seed mentioned. But at the same time, there's a lot of divisiveness when it comes to Seed. Um, but... From Sky Gundam, 00 was my re-entry into the Gundam franchise after starting with the original 0079 compilation movies. Interesting to know. Lonesome Wanderer, 00 is a great Gundam show, one of my faves. Just finished re-watching it, top five for sure. Wow. Okay, Robert, well, I guess we know what everyone else wants him to see next. 00 it is. Yeah, perhaps. It seems like that. Gundam 00 because it has a legendary mobile suit, Exia, Reborns, Gundam, and I Gundam. Don't know those. Can't wait to see what those are. Uh, JCWG, it's a hard choice for sure. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Shoe 22, want to be depressed? IBO. Depression starts on season two, but it's there. Want some bouncing titties and awesome MS and Gundam design, but with lackluster story seed? Well, I should on it. It is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's the thing. I think any really good story has elements that you might be angry of, but enjoy overall. And I do like the, uh, you know, as a guy, um, straight male, I do like the bouncing continues, but, um, I think the face design kind of takes me out of that. It's too, too cartoony. I can't take it seriously. That's the only thing. Um, Hitachi Kodorba, uh, Gundam X because Captain Jamil is pretty neat. LOL. Okay. Well, oh, Gundam X, that's right. Um, I saw the intro to that and it looked awesome. Double F, double O, oh, okay. What Gundam Wing would have been with the money and the balls? I kind of like how you did that there, SS. 
And then Fong, double O all the way, and then Seed. IBO is terrible. Stay away. Oh, okay. I love the differences here. It's very cool. All right, now let's jump into the comments. G Norwood, um, I'm a little uh, confused on where this is in the timeline. The original show hadn't picked up Slager Law yet. Okay, so that is very interesting about Cuckoo's Doan's Island. It seems like there's a little discrepancy with the timeline. Um, the origin manga has done that uh, in general, and I do understand, though, at the end of the day, it doesn't change really the outcome, but it's still interesting. So let's look at these follow-ups. Origin timeline Jabro happened before Odessa in the manga. The origin timeline is different than the original 1979 uh, anime's timeline. And then G Norwood, thanks for clearing that up for me. So that is one way to go about it. And I think maybe they did that maybe just to have more characters available at different times, maybe to build relationships between different characters, um, like even Mirai perhaps, just kind of... Um, uh, and again, I don't think it necessarily takes away from um, what the main outcome is. So it couldn't be either the same universe, same canon, but there's a little discrepancies here and there. Again, that doesn't change the whole outcome. Uh, Santo Bell, I gotta say, the dual saber ignition at the end uh, left me smiling. Limited cinemas here will be showing it, but from what I can tell, it's in Japanese, no sub or dub at the theater. You get a clear sleeve cover thing for your ticket if you go to the premiere in Japan. I read an article that leads me to believe a subversion will be available online shortly after, probably on Gundam Info. And that would be great, you know, but I'm wondering, though, and Netflix just hasn't announced yet that they are going to have it on Netflix. I think they got Hathaway. Um, they're going to be doing the, the Netflix Gundam movie. I think they're going to want to build more um, anticipation for their live action movie. I really strongly believe we're going to see it on Netflix. Rogue New Time. I don't have a problem with the noses, but I've been into anime since I was 10, so I'm used to so many designs being commonplace. But hey, at least it doesn't suffer from the Gundam seeds. Every character looks the same, just with different hair design, lol. Rogue New Type, excellent point. Uh, the fact that you said that uh, you've been in anime since you were 10, because I think that's what it is. It's it's something you're used to, so you're looking past that because it is an art style. It's design that is part of who you are, and from me, someone that didn't really care about anime growing up, sometimes and it's hard for me to kind of get into that, um, but that's a good good point. Rogue New Type, well, now you know they will be picking up the HD Origin kits again. I can't wait for, to get my hands on uh, a kit of the GM. So, yeah, that's the thing that they've announced that I guess the there's some Origin kits that are going to be re-released, but um, it would be cool to get yet yeah, everything else Origin that we haven't got yet. And hopefully, it will be widely distributed, um, especially with the news about distribution of kits. I, I'm I'm unsure how that might be affected. Santabel, on the subject of noses, some of the characters you'll see in the show um, have all the normal detail you're used to, so it's a bit odd that the main characters have this simple face style. I thought about this way too much when I first saw the show and think it's a representation of age and maybe gruffness, so the older characters have more detail, or the grizzled uh, worn characters do as well. The story, after all, revolves around this young group of soldiers dealing with the grim reality of the ground war. Yeah, very, very good point. And you know what? It's very interesting. I was watching the third episode, you know, in prepper. I've watched it like three times in a row now because I watch it a few times before I actually do my video. And I noticed Shiro is drawn with nostrils very often in the third episode. It's almost like a different artist was drawing him. So I'm going to have to look into that and see if there's anything about that. Uh, I thought that was interesting. 
from Ringo Hanamaru. Interesting. Where did you find out uh, find out the video from? So that was the trailer for Kukru's Doan's uh, Island, the second trailer. And I did a, uh, put a link in there for the Twitter. And I think it's very interesting. I noticed when Gundam stuff gets released, it's usually on Twitter first. I wonder if um, if anyone knows this, please let me know if Twitter uh, is just really big in Japan and that's just how they do stuff. I, I know Twitter's pretty big like here in the United States, but it's so um, it's in general kind of toxic and leads to more argumentative conversation that most of the time things are released like on YouTube um, instead of Twitter. So curious what you guys think about that. Kasai Gundam, this looks phenomenal. I hope this movie is, is successful in spawning uh, origin continuation. Yeah, that would be great. Um, uh, yeah, so what would it be then? Were they, would they then go through and take certain elements of the original Mobile Suit Gundam and maybe, you know, like eight episodes worth and make it a single movie? Um, I think that would that would be great. I mean, even just the beginning just you know, when I say the beginning, you know, the part where uh, the Zakus enter uh, the colony. I mean, side six, side seven. Oh, that's that's one that any Gundam fans, you know. Uh, but when they find Operation V and all that, all that done in origin style would be amazing. And we almost get that, too, at the end of the actual origin uh, anime, anime, anime. John Candid, hey, good to see you. Did you notice the white ogre had shin Masunaga's color. So, th- th- no, because I'm not too familiar with him yet, but I'm always getting his name brought up. Uh, the Zionic Shadow was one that brought his name up to me that he's like a real uh, popular pilot. I'm going to be touching on him in a future video here shortly. Um, but no, yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up because then that will be something I'll have to connect the dots with when I get there. And there's someone with some Japanese characters, can't read that, but awesome that Master Chief is your icon there. I think uh, the story would be interesting. They have to add a lot of details to turn a 20-minute TV show into a movie. So my hope is that it's, and it looks like this just from the trailer, a lot of action, a lot of mobile suit action. We saw the different GMs. There were different types of GMs we were seeing in that alongside seeing uh the zach but then does that mean there's only one zaku or are they going to do like a prelude um or what do you call it um kind of like a beginning of it where there's maybe an intro battle occurring somewhere that takes up some of the time but also we're seeing some more enemy mobile suits unless this guy kukuru's in his zaku is it's almost like a horror movie where he's just taking out mobile suits one by one until he gets to amuro which even looking at the trailer and the poster almost looks like that's what they're trying to get at with the lightning and everything. John Candib, I just saw uh, the Gundam Zaku. Oh, okay. That was about the Gundam movie. I talked about that a second ago. All right, John Candib, this is going to be an interesting battle between a regular Zaku 2 and the RX-78 2 Gundam. Yeah, I think that's great because even though... Um, Amuro took out a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I put about pure piloting skills. It's really going to be about this guy being a good pilot. And looking at the Zaku too, it seems like, you know, with that the helmet discrepancy, it looks like they're uh, um, associating canon-wise, lore-wise. That has something to do with um, maybe repairs that were done. We can kind of see other parts of the Zaku too. So there could be, it could lend more to that. This guy's really crafty, really knows how to use his mobile suit. Shoot 22, the anime, obviously. Oh, yeah, that was about the um, Gundam movie. I read that already. Militarization. 
Yes, I'm so subscribing. I was just thinking about the show. Well, cool. I'm glad. Yeah, and as I've been going through shows, uh, people keep talking about how much they like O8MS team. I'm like, you know, I got to get th through it again and look at it in a different lens, and I'm I'm appreciating it. Um, I'm getting over the nose thing. The I'm having trouble connecting with the characters because of their designs, but I need to get over that. Uh, Lonesome Wanderer. Um, one of my favorite Gundam games was Yannick Front on PS2. Yeah, and, and then since then, I played a little bit of it, and I did that video, so please check out that video. Let me know what you think. If you haven't already, I might find out here shortly. All right, this is on the MS Igloo Gravity Front from John Candiv again. One, I like the GM ground type as it appears. I've known them since MSO8 team and reminds me of Blue Destiny. I think Andrew uh, Waltfield should pilot that gun tank because he is in the desert. So I'll have to look up, um, let's see, let me look this up since we're here. Oh, so this is a seed character, right? Because when I see Zaft, I think I associate that with seed. Okay, so this is something I'm going to have to eventually get into. So, um, and you know, uh-oh, the nose, look at that. How is he breathing through his nose? It just looks like he has these lines on his face. I'm just joking. I don't want to get too far into that, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Santo Bell Dreamcast. I broke my mouse clicking the like button. RFA, Rise from the Ashes, takes place in my backyard. Yeah, man from Australia. Man, I love this game back in the day. The story of Australia and UC is pretty damn tragic. I love it when they use it as a backdrop for content, like the Torrington Base north of the uh, Sydney Crater, or, you know, the Sydney Crater. Staircase to the Moon is a northern Australian thing, uh, tropical climate, most well known on the northwest coast in my hometown of Broome, but also visible on the east coast in northern Queensland and some parts of the Northern Territory. It's a tidal effect seen when the moon is full and rises over the water at an extremely low tide with its light reflecting in such a way it looks like a set of stairs connecting to the moon in the sky. Yeah, it's very cool. I think I showed that off in the video and you can kind of do a search on Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever for that to kind of... Uh, see what it looks like but also always dreamcast represent i tell you even to this day i miss and love the dreamcast i went and got dead or alive 2 on my xbox because that was one game i also played to death on the dreamcast um and i think um uh, was it web fox is another uh member here that is also a fan of the dreamcast so yeah the dreamcast was just such a great console all right, so this is the initial uh, trailer reaction to Cuckoo's Doan's Island. John Candid, when I first watched episode 15 that was missing it, was an interesting story about a Xeon trader who was protecting the kids from the ones who want to know who attacked. Uh, yeah, so it's very interesting. That's also something when I first got into Gundam and I saw a discrepancy in the number of episodes, you know, in Japan, uh, listings versus U.S., and... Um, something about they had to remove that because they didn't like the quality, and then I looked up the story. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right, Robert West, we're doing an artwork class online for free from BYU Independent Studies. Also, four minutes in, that BC Destiny are showing there. Oh, yeah, I think when I was showing a group of characters, yeah. John Cannon, I once saw the Gail Goog Jaeger on the video game called Mobile Suit Gundam Encounters in Space. It was piloted by Shin uh, Masunaga, the White Wolf. Well, yeah, and then I think you brought him up earlier, too, and now I'm realizing... You know, the Mobile Suit Gundam Encounters of Space, I played that one, and I liked it. I actually played through and beat that one um, when I first got into Gundam. Uh, and 
I I think they have like the the side stories in there. I think that's what I'm going to get to re- uh, soon. So that means I will be touching on the character even more. Yeah. Robert Westfall, eight fifty five. He be a badass in that ball. He be ballsy even. Huh. Very good. Like your puns. Very punny. Robert Westfall. How many episodes? Oh wait, the MS team. Yeah, I forgot. Like eight or twelve. I think it's twelve. All right, uh, Robert, here's a YouTube link for anyone who didn't have Twitter like myself. Uh, they also have some auto-gen subbing. Yeah, I think later they uh, ended up posting it on YouTube. But uh, originally, it's weird how sometimes they just post things on Twitter um, only at first. Uh, John Candib, um, this is on, oh, the Cubelay deep dive. Uh, I, I became interested to, in the Cubelay because when I first saw it, the shape of that mobile suit looked like a white phoenix. I love the different uh, varieties of Cubelays. Yeah, I think it's a very unique looking suit. And then they have like the different versions of it as well. There's even that one with the giant claws on it. That that seems pretty cool. Um, uh, Robert and his snipes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hidachi Cordoba, Gundam Verzaku Melee Combat gives me 0080 Bernie uh, Christina chills. Yeah, so that would be a good point um, if it has that intensity of a battle because it's very cool in that battle in 0080 when the Zaku and the Alex are fighting how like, you know, like the arm got cut a certain way. It's like very organic and dynamic of a battle. It's just like shoot, explode. It's a lot of back and forth going on. So that's a good point. Marcus King, can I join? So this was from my live. Maybe it was to chat or uh, join uh, the Gumpla contest. I don't know what it is, but yeah, let me know if you need help joining something. Um, I can help you out. John Candid, my favorite part is the Zaku's tearing down the gun cannons. Oh yeah, so this is when I was looking at if this is the first mobile suit battle. This is something that was out of origin. Um, because when I was getting into Gundam and then I was watching Origin, I was like, oh, that's very interesting when this takes place. Um, yeah, Gene Norwood, another good podcast, really enjoyed it. Hate that I couldn't watch it live. I'm also happy that you found people that would appreciate those games. Yeah, when I did the giveaway, um, I was able to give away, um, yeah, it was like a PS4 and PS Vita, uh, copy of, uh, Gundam Breaker 3, and then I had those, um, little gashapons, and that was fun to do. I love giving away stuff um it, it's kind of fun for the people watching and it's just cool spreading love especially if it's something people wouldn't normally get and that might help them get more into gundam all right on the gasai gundam deep dive john Cannon, uh i was thinking eo fleming could pilot that mobile suit so he could tear down the psycho zaku mark ii i love the design uh it's like a god has come down and shown them what mobile suits are really made of yeah that those designs uh, are really cool. I love the Penelope and Gazai Gundam. At first, it seems so noisy, but after having the robot spirits, watching the show a bunch of times, I really want to build the model kits too. It's once you finally, it doesn't look busy anymore and you can really understand what you're looking at. That's when you can appreciate the design. Rogue New Type. Uh, sorry, missed the cast last night. I saw it coming up at 8.30, but got busy. Also, when you're live here, I can, uh, can I comment on here or do I have to be on Discord? No, you can totally do it in the chat. Um, but I think I'm eventually going to make it to where I'll read things that you'll post into Discord. Um, that can help me di- differentiate from the comments, but I don't want to ignore the comments. So I'm going to try to find out a way. Maybe the, I do separate videos that are separate from the podcast that I read comments. I think I should. Tom Wynn, 40 years since the encounter in space. 
movie of the series. Oh, that's right. Um, I, I I remember I was wondering, I saw something that showed 40 and I was like, well, what would 40 be representative of? And I guess it's that. Also, the Origins version of the GM got a lot of optional weapon sets to be equipped, like the Gundam, hence the shoulder cannon. Yeah, that's another uh, cool thing. So hopefully that lends to more uh, kits coming out like that. Rogue New Type, the GM would be mass production Gundam in name only. GMs aren't high-spec prototypes like Gundams are, so they lack special equipment, stronger armor, higher performance, better firepower, which makes a Gundam a Gundam. Okay, that's good info. It's sometimes harder to really understand why something's called a Gundam or not when the GM name means Gundam uh, mass production. Um, but thanks. Robert, congrats on being 50 away. Oh, yeah, I read that earlier. Foxy Percival, 714, thanks for the explanation. Never understood the bioweapon Astaroth in the game, and if I didn't shoot down the helicopter. I originally thought OG Gundam led to Gundam Wing because the final level led uh, to spar- uh, sparing the kids at the HLV launch site. Okay, so that might be something in Wing I'm not familiar with, but I will have to check that out. Um, but yeah, I can understand maybe being confused about uh, timelines of Gundam if in the West here were being given certain dubbed shows and not everything and not everything in order and wondering if it's related or not. Yeah. Amazing blood moon. I'm sure this was already said, but the mobile suit next to the desert gel while they were boosting up to the violent you missed. That would be a gallus J, which you slightly against over while talking about the K variant. And this might be wrong, but if I remember right, there was also the Jugao and the GM three close combat variant featured in the assault. Yeah, if that's something I missed, thank you very much. In the future, I might do a, a follow-up where I will then uh, list anything else I missed. I think that's a, g- a good way to do it, to have like the ultimate video version. All right, about the Gundam Metaverse, Kasai Gundam, the fact that Bandai is investing in such a huge project is great, as it gives us Gundam fans a chance to experience the world of Gundam on an epic scale. I also have a question that may be of interest to you relating to Operation V as I'm trying to learn more about it. How many Operation V units were on Side 7 at the time White Base uh, came to pick up the, the mobile suits while the three Zakus attacked? It states on the wiki fandom that the White Base was able to hold six mobile suit units. In the anime, we saw Gene destroy a gun tank and a gun cannon, and I don't know how many V units were present altogether and what each type classified as, gun tank, gun cannon, uh, or Gundam. So, you know, that's a very good question. I meant to research this um, uh, so we can figure that out because I was I was curious. So, again, you said you already checked this out and it didn't really say. There's the three different ones. Now, I wonder if we go to the gun tank here and it happens to say how many were developed. Um I wonder if it was just that one because then there's the mass production type. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have to go back and do some more research into this. I really want to figure this one out because um, it doesn't happen to say if. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm I'm almost wondering if it was just in those three, the Arc 78 the gun taking the gun cannon based on the attack. But yeah, I'm going to look into that again. Good question. Good question. Neon Wave. So this pretty this is pretty much going to be like uh, a GBN, like the one from Bill Divers. I hope that this Gundam Metaverse is separate from the Metaverse Facebook is trying to make. Uh, we don't need things lumped in together, and it would give Bandai room to do whatever they want, so long as it's exploiting people's money. I wouldn't mind such a thing because it 
it can connect uh, more Gundam enthusiasts. Sure, we have blogs, YouTube, and Reddit, but those have their own separate groups. This could unite them. I agree. Um, wait, which event? The one with Gundam uh, Battle? That's not GBN. GBN refers to the virtual world. The metaverse is uh, far more similar since there is, as you said, a social hub. But with such a project, there's bound to be other things go along with it. Yeah, and so what I was referring to was there's that event in Japan that's kind of like a Gundam build. It, you know what? There's even some photos, and I meant to pull that up, of that event um, where people can come, bring their Gundams, use them, and fight. But this is the idea where no matter what Gundam thing your game you're playing that there's a social hub for it but that also leads to the issue here it's just like with nfts or just like how you're talking about the facebook meta it's not going to be related to the facebook meta facebook is trying to use meta use that term as quickly as possible even though this meta thing has existed this concept has already existed and there, it's the idea is to to get shareholders to get money pumped in these systems where they're designing, and it's basically around gaming, really, or virtual reality of having where everything is connected, because really the idea is that you can have a universal storefront of some kind, right? And that's the issue with these NFTs. The NFT idea is let's have people where they can invest into these things that they can own and then sell again, but it's no different than anything else. It's Right now, everything is just in name. It's just to get people to buy things or investors to invest. Actually, more about getting investors to invest than people to buy things because really people can see uh, that's not really anything like the NFTs. Where has that, I mean, even that has died down, the discussion of that. And then if you talk about the metaverse, well, um, I mean, really, I'm trying to think. For instance, the Xbox Live is like a metaverse. You have your account where you can talk to anybody, but then there's all the games you can play. So it's right now, it's all about the buzzwords to get people excited about something when it really isn't anything different than what's existed before. I think what would be an ultimate metaverse is the is putting on a virtual reality headset and then having an avatar, but being able to go to different communities and websites around the web, no matter what it is, and being able to do so with your avatar and to see someone with their avatar. Maybe you're at a virtual Reddit event and then you go play Fortnite and you're in your avatars. That's when it, the metaverse is going to be a metaverse. All right. So Santo Bell, a shared social hub between different activities with uh, in-world promotion shops, competitions, allowing guilds to form and have uh, bases where players can catch up in a 3D environment and watch live matches, join activities, chill out, or view Gundam content. Uh, if combined with a common game launcher for all Gundam-based titles, regardless of platform, this would work. If they continue to separate PC and Xbox that they have in the past, and at this stage it doesn't look like this is happening so far, it feels like lessons were indeed learned, it will flop. If they introduce meaningless NFTs, it will flop. If they manage to incorporate the physical Gumpla figure sales into the digital product in a meaningful way, then this will work. It's a good idea. Metaverse is the current catchphrase these corps like to throw around, hoping to snag invest around the buzz. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just saying. Yeah. The thing to keep in mind is NFTs and meta environments can never work externally of the parent company. There simply is not enough cross-developer platform cooperation between companies to actually make a real, actual, functioning metaverse. But they can make smaller in-house meta systems that would allow cross-play and asset sharing between their own IPs. But it's not like you'll get GBO2 and Breaker 3 sharing parts and items. This would be parallel development for all new IP and titles moving forward. We wouldn't see this in a practical and worthwhile product until GBO 3 or 4, for example. Completely agree. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Gundam is probably one of the few IPs platforms that could actually work in a meta-styled environment. And if all the ducks line up in a row, it could be amazing as glimpsed in build divers, etc. But there are many obstacles in the way for it to be truly worth our time as gamers, collectors, and hobbyists. Each will need to be navigated before it's worth our time and investment. Yep. I guess the big takeaway from any of this, especially for those people not sure what all this meta bunk is, uh, don't get too excited. Meta isn't a game uh, changer new tech yet. It's a new buzzword and in its current state provides nothing new and no additional gain to players and the like. Best advice is to wait and see how things develop and be cautious. There are tons of meta scams out there. Yeah, great, great post. I mean, you really did a good job of really explaining what, what it all is. It's very interesting. Um, John Cannon, I was thinking Hero Yui could pilot that mobile suit because he handled the Zero system and the Epion system. Okay, that's something I'll have to look into. I, I'm assuming that's Wing. Lucas Garrett, personally, I would rather Bandai create their own uh, Gundam gaming social network akin to the one seen in Gundam Build Divers re-rise make it accessible to as many gaming consoles portable species mobile devices and with their trial run of gbn in real life the technicians have plenty of time and resources to work out the kinks uh to the new system to eventually allow for more gumplicate straight builds and customized to be scanned and make it global instead of regional that's a good idea and it reminds me of like amiibo um you know there's some of those toy to life so there's the disney infinity which i actually like that um I guess it wasn't making enough money for Disney, but Disney Infinity was a good idea. The Star Wars stuff was really fun, and I even had a map where I was recreating Hoth, where you can set the AT-AT, have the snow speeder, make the base. It was pretty good. And then there's the Lego Dimensions, which was all right. And then um, there's the game, and I thought this was great. Uh, what is it called? It's the spaceship game that's on Switch, Xbox, PC. It's on all the platforms, and you had the ship. They had the Star Fox version on Switch. Um I'm sure it stars something, right? Uh, I played a lot of that. I really like that game. Martin Moore, 2468, the next Gundam video game oh, for Metaverse. Yeah, I'm hoping the next few ones will be part of whatever their idea for the Metaverse is. Again, like a social hub, asset sharing. John Candid. They should be called Federation Harpoon Force. Oh, yeah. the uh, Yeah, because those harpoons, that I love the harpoon. Uh, that's that's my weapon of choice. Um the, the just the the velocity, the range. If you time it just right, when you're watching a, a, a enemy mobile suit walk by, it does a lot of good. Amit Sharma. Oh, I thought this was like a news for a Gundam theme park because that would be cool. And that's the thing: there is some sort of Gundam theme park opening up in Japan now. They had the Gundam Cafe; they closed it down, and then they open up where there's these three uh, different. I don't know if it's really parks, but there's kind of these event places, I guess. Um, Shars Counterattack Review Part 1. My favorite part is Amro's Rigazi battling against Shars Sazabi. Yeah, I love that. I love that mobile suit. WebFox 100. A Gundam anime soundtrack CD that isn't from Winger Gene Gundam. That's a great idea for a giveaway. Yeah, so hey, if you win, man, that, that, that would be a good one. Uh, from History of the Midnight Fenrir Corps. Matt Ralph. So happy to see Zionic Front get some love. Played through it myself recently. Great old school tactical game. It's what inspired my Xbox team and PSN tags. Well, that is very cool. I want to be able to finish that game. Luckily with Genesis, uh, SDG Generation Genesis, I was able to finish the story. But I want to play that tactical real-time stuff. All right, this was on Gundam UC uh, Season 1, Episode 2 from John Candid. My favorite part is Unicorn Gundam and Rizel working together fighting against us and Angie. Yeah, that was a great scene. I love that. love those designs. 
Um, Lonesome Wanderer, great to see some stuff on Zionic Front. Great Gundam game. Midnight Firmware is a great unit name as well. Yeah, I'm hearing really all the time people how much people liked Zionic Front. So that's really cool. Marauder Prime 135. Oh, yeah, my favorite uh, mobile suit team from the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. Yep. Firmware Wars. Uh, Rogue New Type. Oh, yeah, man. I love Zionic Front. It's as close to realistic MS Ground Combat they came out with in the look. Of all the suits are realistic as well with all the weathering effects. The game also had great audio and voice acting. Yeah, that's why I can't wait to one day finish it all. By the way, they have a kit of the Mudrock. It's P. Bandai, obviously. Yeah, and I looked that up. It was a little pricey. Not too bad, but I'll pass for now. Mudrock is OP in GBO2. The P. Bandai kit is great, but a pricey, a bit pricey for a high grade. While the official line on this MS is that it's an RX-78 developed MS. However, the kits use mostly parts from the GM Sniper 2 and the Pale Rider Cavalry, both of which are based on the RX-78 4 and 5, which in turn are based on the 72. All of which then inspired design of the GM Turbulence, Gundam Dominance, and ending in the Gundam Stormbreaker. All amazing you see inspired Gundam and Fantastic MG or Master Grades from the Build Divers Gim and Ball Challenge manga. That shield is used by your fave, the Hazel. Yeah. Definitely. You know I like the Hazel. John Candom. I'm surprised that the Zakuin Commander type defeat the Mudrock. The battle reminds me of the Strike Rogue in the Mirasame Slash Down the Chaos Gundam. Something else I'll have to see. My favorite mobile suit is Blue Destiny, Jagan, Zaku 2, Goof, Nemo, Zagok, and GMs. And those are all excellent choices, actually. Thanks, John. The Zionic Shadow, the Midnight Framework Corps is one of my favorite factions. I'm fami very familiar with Garrett Schmitzer and Izaku One. It's my go-to suit in 300 cost matches. It is it incorporated various modifications, increasing its versatility, uh, versatility and allowing it to perform at a higher level overall. And here, a fun fact is uh, it has a sound analysis system as its sensor due to the fact that it has poor eyesight. So that is... That is pretty cool, a sound analysis system, which makes sense, because that was used by the hover tank that the Federation has, um, especially with, I mean, I guess that's better anyway because of the Manofsky uh, dispersal uh, in the battlefield. WebFox 100, it was a good game. We're going to play a game that's similar to Rainbow Six. Glad I had a guide to show me how to win a few of the levels. Yeah, guide is a good idea, because it was kind of hard. I had Zion in front of PS2, didn't like it. It was too uh, limiting and awkward in movement and gameplay. Also, the difficulty spike at times was unbalanced. Enjoyed playing Midnight Friend Story and Side Stories a lot better. Yeah, I think in Side Stories, they kind of changed the gameplay, but I can understand that, you know, games that are a little more tactical, um, a little harder, slower, um, a little harder to get into. John Candid, my favorite part is all of the GM3 Jagans and Garadogas trying to push back Axis. Yeah, that was that was a great scene. That was a great scene. Everyone came together. John Gannon, thanks for talking about the GM Camu. It reminds me of the Pale Rider uh, that was recovered by Xeon and changed it to Toad Strider. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I need to dive into the lore of that because it seems that there's a little more to it than even I covered. John Gannon, my favorite part is Girazulu uh, taking on two Federation mobile suits. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, and the Girazulu is now in GBO2, has those claws. 
John Candy, when I first watched this movie, I didn't know there was a CGI Gundam movie, and I loved it. G-Savior. This is G-Savior. When I saw G-Savior, the shoulder looked like a Freedom Armor back jets of F-91 stemming and tearing of ground-type Gundam. Yeah, yeah, you explained exactly how it looks. And, you know, Santo Bell is doing his little custom model kit, so that could probably give him some tips. But I think he, he even, I think, advised that the Freedom is what he was basing it off of. The Booger reminds me of the Galbadi Alpha. Freedom looks like a GM ground-type. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this is from Renovin. Hey, hey Renovin. Meanwhile, I just uh, keep enjoying my game. I don't. I still don't understand the metaverse things, but someday I am a interest to learn about it. Yeah, and I think the reason a lot of people don't understand it is because it's all buzzwords right now. It really is. John Cannon, I think a new Gundam movie in live action legendary sounds awesome because I know it will be better than ever, like G Savior and Ready Player One Gundam. Thank you for. Uh, talking about the Zaku Tukai is one of my favorite mobile suits uh, ever since I saw the battle between Zaku Tukai versus Gundam Alex. Yeah, which is an awesome one. And I was like, what are some other mobile suits you like? Hard to say pretty much all of them. Yeah, that's kind of a normal answer, isn't it? All right, this is from Will Reed. The second uh, episode from Oath MS Team uh, made me invest in the MS Oath Team series. It only gets better from here. Great job reviewing the plot synopsis and going over the ground Gundam. All great content. And then from Hitachi Cordoba, the opening scene of the three arc 79 standing up and marching to sortie while their Jeep drove by is so dope. I want to see that in live action CGI, even though I have very little faith in live action anime adaptations. Also, the 83 Kimber 8 Africa base run and gun ground battle would be an epic with a drum and bass OST. So, um, Spring Heel Jack, Take 3, or Groove Riders on the Double, and I don't know those. For Space Battles, I'd like to hear Wax Doctors, The Spectrum, or FX Twins, uh, Girl Boy Song. So, you know, I'll have to check those out, and I'll, and I'll get back to you on that. Okay, Santo Bell. Parallax Animation is expensive, or at least was back when this was made. It shows the budget spent on those shows and uh, on these shows, and it was likely is why so many stand the test of time. I know many people like ground type Gundam from Thunderbolt, but for me, this is the only real grade or real ground type Gundam for a very long time. This unit and Blue Destiny Mark II were my favorite Gundams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the Blue Destiny has those similarities too with the ground and yeah, those looks, they, they just work. They're great. Um, let's see. From John Cannon, I like the Delta Plus because it has the body shape of the Hakushiki. My favorite part is the Lotos blasting of the Xeon's mobile suits. Yeah, I like the Lotos. Those things are great. I like the part of Unicorn Gundam used funnels against Marita Cruz. I feel sorry for the Girazulu pilot. Yeah, <laughs> those are all good calls, actually. Um, Rogue New Type, the Arc 79 series is by far the best looking, in my opinion. It just has this really endearing look to the design. It certainly does. It, and endearing, I think it, it's like, it, it, it's practical. I think that's what it is. It's practical. John Cannon, but I like the ball sneak attack on the Zaku. Uh, I always love the Gundam ground type because it carries many weapons and led up to a creation of Blue Destiny. Yep. See if we can see a running theme here with what people like. Uh, Robert saying, sorry, I haven't been able to focus on much, including your Gundam Explained videos. Hey, no problem. Lots going on with everybody. And even with this time change, I had trouble adapting to that last week. John Candib, this is on uh, Unicorn Episode 4. My favorite part is all the Xeon mobile suits uh, attack the Federation base. I like the part that Delta plus fire the beam Magnum. I love the appearance of the Goof Heavy type, Cubely Mass Production type, and Banshee Gundam. Yeah, that's a great episode. We'll read top five Gundam pilots. This didn't seem to be at least a bit biased. Haman is pretty 
awesome pilot to be honest yeah it's one of my earlier um youtube st shorts or whatever just being funny all right robert snipe to comment broke new type another great episode well thank you very much and those are from the poll oh neri chun this is a new one i just got this oh the x one kai evolution spec so that is cool well Guys, you know, that is it for this uh, episode of the podcast. It really took 45 minutes to go through comments. That is awesome to me. I love it. I love all the details about different aspects of Gundam that's involved. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, the next episode will also be pre-recorded, and then I'll resume back to the live show. So, until then, we'll all talk later. See you guys.